the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Hosea pleads with Israel to return to God. This is God's heart for all of us when we go astray from Him. His heart is for us to return to Him, to come back to Him, to be forgiven of our sins and be cleansed and restored and reconciled back into a right relationship with him. One of the hardest things in the world can be to admit when you've done something wrong, even if you see the error of your ways and know that things aren't going to end well if you don't change course. Today in this message, Pastor Dan gives us good reasons for giving in and confessing our faults. The Apostle John says if we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In order to get right with God, first we must admit what we've done wrong. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Hosea chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Here's the interesting thing for you Bible nerds. The Apostle Paul, he quotes this verse in 1 Corinthians 15 in reference to Jesus defeating death for us through the resurrection. And so he connects the resurrection of believers to the resurrection of the nation of Israel. Well, I don't really believe that Ezekiel 37 is really talking about a literal resurrection of Israel in the last days. I think it's speaking figuratively there. Maybe it's talking about the church. Well, Paul ties it to the resurrection of believers in the last days. If it's figurative back in Ezekiel 37, what does that say about the resurrection of believers? I love when the Bible does stuff like that. How it corners us. Corners our theology. (laughs) It doesn't corner my theology because I believe Ezekiel 37 is talking about the resurrection of Israel in the last days. And we're seeing it. And Paul talks about the resurrection of believers through Jesus Christ. Jesus defeated death through his resurrection for us. So verse 15. Though he is fruitful among his brethren, an east wind shall come. The wind of the Lord shall come up from the wilderness Then his spring shall become dry and his fountain shall be dried up. He shall plunder the treasury of every desirable prize. We talked about the east wind and how destructive it is. It can destroy everything in the land, the crops, the livestock, machinery, everything. And Assyria, the Assyrian Empire, 
will be the east wind that comes and destroys Israel and plunders the treasury of every desirable prize in the land. Samaria is held guilty, verse 16, for she has rebelled against her God. You know, Bethel and Samaria is where they set up the golden calf. They shall fall by the sword. Their infants shall be dashed in pieces and their women with children ripped open, describing the brutality of the Assyrian army when they invade the land. And that brings us to chapter 14, the last chapter of the book of Hosea and the most beautiful chapter in the whole prophecy of Hosea. Look at verse one. Oh, Israel, return to the Lord, your God. For you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Hosea pleads with Israel to return to God. This is God's heart for all of us when we go astray from him. His heart is for us to return to him, to come back to him, to be forgiven of our sins and be cleansed and restored and reconciled back into a right relationship with him. He says, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. You've stumbled, you have fallen because of your sin. What has happened to the nation, it's your own fault, it's your own doing, but God is saying, come back to me. Do you see that? God is not saying, well, you did this to yourself. Well, you got what you deserved. No, he's saying, you've made a mess of things, but if you return to me, I'll forgive your sins. If you return to me, I'll work it out for you. I'll fix it. That's the Lord's heart. He goes on in verse two, take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity, receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Now, Hosea explains to Israel how they can be restored back to God. He says, return to the Lord. And when you return to the Lord, take words with you. I like that. Take words with you and return back to the Lord. Words of repentance. Words of confession. We repent of our sins with words. With an acknowledgement that our sins are sin. That they're wrong. We were wrong. Our behavior was wrong. Our behavior was offensive, is offensive to God. We don't make excuses for our sins. We don't blame others for our actions. We don't try to defend our behavior. We acknowledge our sin For what it is. This is what true repentance looks like. You repent with words. Bring words with you. If you're going to come back to the Lord. Make sure you bring words with you. 1 John 1.9 says. If we confess our sins. He is faithful and just. And he will forgive us our sins. And purify us of all of our unrighteousness. The word confession in the Bible. It means to agree with God. To simply agree with God about yourself, to agree with God about your behavior, to say to God, essentially, God, you're right. You're right, I'm wrong. Look, he says, bring words with you and say to him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. We come to God solely on the basis of grace. Even in the Old Testament. We come to God solely on the basis of grace, God's undeserved kindness. That's what he's saying here. Receive us graciously. We're not saying we deserve it. 
We're not saying you owe it to us, Lord. We know that we're guilty. We know that we're condemned. We know that we've destroyed our lives. We know that we've destroyed our nation. We know that we've ruined everything. And so we're asking you to receive us graciously. Verse 3. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses. Nor will we say any more to the work of our hands. You are our gods. For in you the fatherless finds mercy. True repentance here. We have this picture of true repentance in chapter 14. True repentance includes turning away from specific sins. When you confess your sins to God, be specific. Don't use generalities. Don't use general terms. Well, forgive me of my sins. Well, what sins? What sins exactly are you repenting of? Now, why do I say that? Because it's easier to acknowledge sins in a general sense. And not get into specifics with God. It's just easier on us. We get ourselves off the hook easier. If we keep things just kind of general and surfacey And don't get down into the details of what we've been doing. And here, Israel. Hosea tells them, hey, you need to acknowledge to God. That you were wrong to trust in Assyria to save you. That you were wrong to trust in horses from Egypt. That they were purchasing. And wrong to trust in the idols that you made for yourselves. And you said that they were your gods. You need to tell God you were wrong in all of these specific things. This is what I'm repenting of, Lord. Now look at God's response in verse 4. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For my anger has turned away from him. Now, back in chapter 11, it said Israel was bent on backsliding. They're bent on backsliding. But here, God says, I'll heal their backsliding. Now, note here that God doesn't ask us to heal ourselves. He doesn't say to Israel, well, first you've got to heal your backsliding. Then I can forgive you. God does not ask us to heal ourselves. And aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad that God doesn't say, well, get your act together. Figure it out. Get yourself straightened out. Fix whatever is wrong with you. And then I can forgive you. No, once we repent of our sins and it's true, genuine repentance, and we turn to Jesus Christ, he heals us. He sanctifies us. He renews us. He transforms us. He makes all things new. He's the great physician. It doesn't say physician, heal thyself. He heals us. We just have to come. And look again. He says, and I will love them freely. I will love them without restraint. I will love them without reservation. I will love them without holding back any of my love from them. When we come to the Lord with a broken and contrite heart over our sin and we're truly repentant, he heals us and he loves us freely. One way we are convinced that God has forgiven us of all of our sins and remembers our sins no more is by the fact that he loves us so freely. He loves us so freely in it. Right? There's no... He's not guarded with us. How can that be? Because he really has forgiven you of all your sins. And he really remembers your your sins no more. 
the record's been erased and now you're justified, right? The Bible talks about that in the New Testament. It's just as if you've never sinned at all in God's sight. And man, he pours out his love on us. And he just loves us freely. And look again, it says, and God says his anger is turned away. All Israel had to do is turn to the Lord and confess their sins and God's anger will be turned away. And the same is true with us. All we have to do is come to the Lord through Jesus Christ and ask forgiveness, repent of our sins, confess our sins, and his anger will be turned away. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, the Bible tells us, has satisfied the anger of God. And his anger is turned away by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now watch what he says now in verse 5. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be like an olive tree and his fragrance like Lebanon. God says, I will be, God will be, I will be like the dew to Israel. That's speaking of refreshing if they just repent, if they just turn to the Lord with true, genuine repentance and confess their sins, God will bring refreshing to the nation. And again, what is true for the nation here is true for the individual. In Acts chapter 3, when Peter was preaching to the crowd in Jerusalem, he said to them, repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and times of refreshing may come from the Lord. When we repent of our sins, it brings times of refreshing into our lives. In the Psalms, in Psalm 32, verse 3, David talks about when he kept his sin hidden from God. He says, when I kept silent, when I didn't confess my sins is the idea. When I tried to cover my sins, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long for day and night Your hand was heavy upon me. And listen, and my vitality was turned into the drought of summer. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. My vitality in life was dried out. Because I just tried to cover my sins and I refused to confess my sins. I stayed silent before God. I refused to to confess them. I refused to get them into the light. And it just dried me out. My life just got dried up. I lost my vitality. But here, when you come back to the Lord, when you turn to him. And you repent 
Your sins are wiped out and times of refreshing come from the Lord. I'll be like the dew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily. Lilies are known for their, for their beauty and for their productivity. If you remember in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, consider the lilies of the field, their abundance and their beauty. He says, I'll make the nation grow like the lily. Sin is ugly. Sin brings ruin. But God will restore beauty to the nation. And God will restore beauty to an individual's life that turns to him through Jesus Christ. And he says here, and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. At the end of verse 5, he's talking about the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon are, you know, a cedar tree is on the Lebanese flag even to this day. The cedars of Lebanon were known for their great strength. I don't know if this is true, but this is what I read. That the root system goes down three times the height of the tree. Now, cedars of Lebanon can grow up to like 120, 150 feet in height. Uh, That seems pretty hard to believe. But if it's true, he's talking about the roots of the cedars of Lebanon here that give the tree strength, give the tree stability. Again, sin, sin made Israel weak as a nation. Sin made Israel unstable as a nation. But God will restore their strength and stability as a nation. In an individual's life, sin will bring weakness. It will bring instability into your life. But God will bring strength. He'll bring stability. I got saved at 26 years old. And I'm so grateful for just the stability that Jesus Christ brought into my life. Just the stability that he brought. Verse 6, his branches shall spread, his beauty shall spread, his beauty shall be like an olive tree. We recently talked about the value of olive trees and olive oil in the ancient world. Sin robs us of our value. Sin makes us feel pretty worthless. And God will restore value. God restores worth to us. And his fragrance will be like Lebanon. You know, Lebanon has many fragrant flowers. It has a lot of evergreen trees. God will make Israel fragrant like Lebanon. Again, this restoration that he's going to bring, this, this new life. You know, we have the fragrance of Christ. The New Testament tells us. Verse 7. Those who dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall be revived like grain and grow like a vine. Their scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Three words in this verse that stand out to me. Return, revive, and grow. And that's exactly what the Lord does in a person's life. When we return to him seeking forgiveness with a repentant heart, He revives us by his spirit and we grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephraim shall say if they would just turn to the Lord and he would heal them and bless them and make them fruitful again and strong again and all these things. 
And if they were to do that, Ephraim shall say, what have I to do any more with idols? <laughs> I have heard and observed him. I'm like a green cypress tree. Your fruit is found in me. Ephraim will come to the place where they want nothing to do with their idols. What do I want to do with these idols? Any more with these idols? And that's when you know someone has truly repented of their sins, when they want nothing to do with their old sin anymore. Or nothing to do with that. Or it seems like a whole different person. It doesn't even seem like that was me that used to do those things. And I'll have nothing to do with it. God says your fruit is found in me. Our fruit is found in abiding in Jesus Christ. John chapter 15. Jesus is the vine. We're the branches. We bear much fruit by simply abiding in him. We don't have to work. We don't have to strive to bear fruit for God. We just stay connected to Jesus Christ and abide in him. And he bears fruit through us as we're just simply abiding in him. Now in verse 9 we have the conclusion of the whole prophecy. The whole thing Hosea has written. Who is wise? Let him understand these things. Who is prudent? Let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. And the righteous walk in them. But transgressors stumble in them. The ending of Hosea is similar to the ending of the book of Ecclesiastes. If you're familiar with the book of Ecclesiastes, it was penned by Solomon. And Solomon basically tries every vice and every habit the world has to offer. Because he's like the richest guy in the world, he's able to just take it to the extreme. And everything that he does. And at the end of the book, he concludes. This is what the conclusion he comes to. After experiencing everything the world has to offer, Solomon concludes... Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is every person's duty. And here Hosea has this final word in his prophecy, this final lesson that we learn from Israel's rebellion and the consequences they suffered for their rebellion. Two things, two takeaways. Number one, the ways of the Lord are right and the righteous walk in them. The ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous walk in them. And number two, transgressors will fall. That's the two lessons from the book. You look at what happened in Israel, and the demise of Israel, and the destruction of Israel because of their sin. The two things you walk away from are, man, the ways of the Lord, they're right. It's just right to walk in the ways of the Lord. You'll have a blessed life. You'll have a good life. And transgressors will fall. Israel fell because of their transgression. And it's better for a nation, just like it's better for an individual, to walk in the righteousness of the Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the book of Hosea. Lord, we thank you for all the things that you have shown to us in this book. And Lord, I pray for us that we would just walk in your ways. Lord, that we wouldn't transgress against you, that we wouldn't rebel against you or against your word, that we would just simply walk in your ways because we know your ways are right. And we know your ways are best. And so, Lord, help us to do that by the power of your spirit. Help us to abide in you. Help us to stay close to you. 
we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Hosea, and he has more to share with you next time. As you'll learn throughout this book, Hosea was no stranger to the cycle of repentance, redemption, and restoration. In his own family, there was much forgiveness and restoration that was needed. God allowed this to be the case in order to show the nation of Israel what this looked like in a personal way. Even today, God never wants you to stray from Him. But if that does happen, His deepest desire is for you to come back to Him with a repentant heart. Are you currently clinging to God as your lifeline, or are you at a distance questioning Him? If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your faith. In fact, if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. If you'd like more details, visit calvaryec.com. On our next edition, Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Hosea here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.